Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, July 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, we're, uh, we're back in the ballpark. We, we've got baseball, live baseball. This is, this is great. The, the Indians are working out and playing simulated games. They'll step up to inter-squad games on Thursday, but be- between now and then, we're getting to see live at-bats between Indians pitchers and hitters. And it's it's just like just like being at spring training, right, Paul? <laughs> it is a weird experience, Joe. <laughs> I got to tell you, just it it's I don't know how you felt, but I felt like totally like uh, kind of separated, almost or disengaged. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's the that, that's the point, being separated. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just it's just weird to just be sitting there in the press box with a mask on watching, uh, you know, the players, and a lot of them have masks on, too, you know. And, um, you know, there's no sound in the ballpark. Um, just uh, just a kind of an eerie feeling. Occasionally you can hear Tito chuckle while he's sitting behind the uh, – if somebody cracks a joke or says something, you can, you can maybe once in a while hear that. Uh, the, the sounds of baseball, though, the, 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 the ball hitting the bat, the crack, the – you know, foul balls here and there, the, the gloves popping. It, it's good to hear that at least. Yeah, and it's good to see. Uh, it, I mean, from what I've seen so far of the pitching, you know, they've looked good. Uh, right. You know, we saw Carrasco go three innings uh, yesterday, two great innings, and he got knocked around a little bit. Yu Chang and uh, Arroyo hit uh, big home runs, long home runs off him. And I like what I like, Joe, is, uh, you know, when they ran around the bases, then they like kind of pantomime their celebrations with nobody. They jumped up, gave themselves high fives. Somebody kind of came up within social distance and acted like they were hugging them. It was funny. Right. Uh, well, you mentioned players wearing masks. One guy who wasn't wearing a mask uh, when he attended a July 4th celebration over the weekend was Fran Mil Reyes, and that's why we haven't seen him in camp the last couple of days. The Indians announced uh, Terry – Francona announced uh, during his press conference today that uh, Reyes had been kept away from the facility for the last two days, uh, waiting on a, a negative test to come back before they let him rejoin the team. Uh, he, Tito was quick to make sure that we understood this wasn't a bad thing or a, you know a, a, an egregious thing that Reyes had done. Uh, he had he had the best intentions. It just 
uh, social media post uh, showing him at a party without a mask on. And the Indians said, uh, maybe you stay home for a couple of days. Yeah, very interesting, Joe, because, you know, we don't know that. I mean, uh, Reyes was supposed to talk uh, yesterday. Uh, Mercado filled in for him. Uh, but, you know, who knows why, you know. And Tito really didn't have to tell us that. Right. So I think he was delivering a message, not only to Reyes, but the rest of the team. And uh, that in, this, in, this, in these conditions, you have to be careful. You have to be extra careful. And, you know, Reyes is such a good guy, you know, such a big-hearted guy. You know, I don't think he would ever put himself before the team. You're just doing what normal people do. But right now, if you're a Major League Baseball player and you're, you're working in a quarantine kind of situation, you can't be a normal person. You have to take precautions, even if you, if you go out with your family and you, you've got to wear a mask because you're not only putting yourself at risk, but the rest of the team and, and the coaching staff. Right, and, and especially the coaching staff, especially Carl Willis and, and Terry Francona who are in the, uh, the age group where it, it's, it's a highly uh, dangerous thing to contract. Uh, and, and there's no way Framil Reyes, you know, thought that that would be the case. Otherwise, you know, he would have stayed home. But again, like you said, this was, this was, a, it, it was nothing that Tito had to tell us, but maybe the way that he delivered the message got, sort of got heard by the other players. It was, it was definitely a teachable moment. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Joe. That's a right. very good way to put it. So. So far, we've seen uh, some live batting practice. We've seen Mike Clevenger versus Francisco Lindor, and uh, that did not go Francisco Lindor's way. Uh, how much of that do you think is, is going to stick with Frankie, uh, you know, in these live at-bats, these, these simulated games where he's facing uh, one of the best pitching staffs in the American League? Uh, God, I, I, I would love to see him face Shane Bieber. I would love to be in the ballpark just to see that, uh, that at-bat. But, uh, you know, it's got to stick in his mind somewhere down the road. Hey, I could be facing these guys on a regular basis at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and Bieber did face him on Monday and struck him out twice. So, uh, you know, Lindor's getting an education here. And, you know, this is, you know, usual spring training stuff. Pitchers are ahead of the hitters. And I, I bet Frankie's getting ready for the season here. If you've got to get ready for the, a quick season, you know, in, a, in, a, in an abbreviated spring training, and uh, you want to face the best, and he's facing the best right now. Well, I saw Aaron Savali. Uh, he went at least three innings from what I saw, uh, up, down, and relievers filled in in between. But he looked strong, uh, struck out Oscar Mercado a couple of times. Uh, he did give up a, a, a double to Mercado and a long single. It was a, a ball that Jose Ramirez yanked down the right field line that went all the way to the wall, but Tyler uh, Tyler Naquin was out there in right, fielded the ball and, and uncorked a throw. And Hosey was around around first base. That was one of those ones where you you in a in a regular season game you might have seen Hosey turn and burn, but uh, Naquin's throw w- was right there. I, I, I that would have been an interesting thing. Tyler Naquin throwing out Jose Ramirez at second base. Yeah, and that's great to hear, Joe. Uh, you know, Naquin is uh, obviously. You know, testing that right knee, and to, for him to go in the corner and make a throw like that, you know, we know he's got a great arm. Uh, what he led them, I think he led the American League in assists or was tied. Right, right. He was American he was, League in assists when he got hurt. 11. He was when he got hurt. He was leading. Yeah, and uh, and he, after missing, and he missed September. So, you know, that's that's great to hear. I'm sure uh, you know bouncing those balls off that concrete wall at uh, 
Crocker and, uh, Park. And yeah, Crocker Park is paying off. Certainly was. So we, we've been through a couple of these days of workouts. We, we've been able to get into the park and, and see how spring training is going to work. Uh, do you have any confidence after seeing any of that, that, that maybe baseball is able to pull this off and we're, we're able to play 60 games this year? You know, Joe, I, you know, I think if the Indians were running Major League Baseball, I'd say, yeah. I, you know, they seem to have uh, dotted all their I's across all their T's. They've got all their testing, you know, in order. Uh, they're being very, very cautious. Um, but the rest, of, you know, a lot of the other teams, what? Um, Oakland has, has had trouble getting their testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astros and, and uh, Washington had to cancel practices Monday because they weren't getting their results. So I, I think well, the, Giants, the Giants, too. The Giants, too. Yeah, so that, to... that, all that concerns me. And you wonder, you know, as, as they get closer and closer to the season opener here, you know, just how many teams are going to be ready and, and uh, are they going to be able to put a team on the field? Right. And, and if this is somehow going to be a competitive advantage for, for one team over another, if, if the, you know, let's say the Giants can't reopen their facility for two or three days, they've missed two or three days of training, they can't make that up. They're, they're going to be behind other teams. Uh, this is what Terry Franc- Francona talked about right before they opened up camp and said, if they can do this and, and toe the line and, and do this better than the other teams, they're going to have an advantage because they're going to be able to be on the field more. They're going to have all their players when they need them. It, it's, it, it really is where if they step forward and, and sort of pull, pull for each other, they could do it. They could, they could be better than the other teams at this. Yeah, this is, you know, the, the Indians always look for incremental you know, advantages to, to move the, to move the chains incrementally a couple inches at a time. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things, you know, you know, setting a, a date in spring training to, to be ready for spring training, you know, two months ago or a month and a half ago, that this is when we're, we're going to start spring training. So when we get so when spring training actually starts, you know, we're going to be 20, 25 days into our camp and, uh, you know, let forget about the other teams. This is what we want to do. And, you know, obviously you have to have buy-in from the players, and it seems like they've got that. All right. Well, you were there on Monday at training camp. Uh, who stood out for you? What performance or what what guy had the, the look about him maybe in, in the workouts from the limited stuff that we were able to see? Uh, who, who really stood out to you uh, just in that one day that you were there at camp? Well, I, you know, I like the way Lindor moved around at shortstop. I mean, that, you know, that doesn't take a, a, a rocket scientist to, to uh, observe that. Really, I like the way Greg Allen swung the bat. He hit a home run uh, late. Um, and uh, uh, I think, you know, you got to like uh, Chang and, and uh, Bronson, Arroyo, I mean, Bronson, uh, Christian Arroyo, uh, you know, the, the way those guys swung the bat. And I, I really like the way uh, Carrasco threw the first two innings. I mean, they couldn't touch him. And, uh, you know, so you, you got a little tired the second, the third inning. Well, that's okay. You know, that's what this is for. And, uh, you know, he told us the other day that he'd pitched six innings last Sunday at home. So, you know, you know the, the strength is there. Now he's just got to refine it and, uh, you know, just uh, get his legs under him and, and, you know, progress. And the question is, Joe, I mean, they come out, they come out of this 17 straight games and, and you just – I, I really think it's going to be a test for their, their pitching depth. You know, they've got five good starters. They've got some people behind them. And just 
you know, how, how deep are they going to be able to go that first or second time around the rotation? Well, that leads into uh, obviously the next big, you know, news item of the week so far, the release of the 2020 schedule, 60 games for each of the 30 uh, Major League Baseball teams, 30 Major League Baseball teams. Uh, the Indians playing a schedule that it gives them 40 games against the AL Central and 20 games against the NL Central. Uh, six games against the Reds, which uh, which looks like fun. Uh, we, we will for sure get to see uh, Trevor Bauer at some point. And they're back-to-back, back, right? I right. Think. All those games are together, right? Uh, all yeah, six of them? Yeah. So it uh, should be interesting there. Uh, like you said, they open, the game, uh, open right out the gate 17 straight games uh, before there's an off day. But then I think they get two off days within a week of each other. Right. Right. That, which is a really weird quirk in the schedule. Uh, they do have uh, the second, I believe, the second easiest schedule uh, by, uh, according to last year's records, uh, winning percentage-wise, uh, them, uh, the, the Indians and the Twins face the easiest schedules. So uh, those are the top two easiest schedules, according to Major League Baseball Network. Yeah. Uh, Something I well, saw. Got, what, ten against the KC, ten against uh, the Tigers that are that are both rebuilding, and I think six against the Pirates. So that's right. twenty six games, you know, against teams that you know are are starting over basically, or in the process of starting over, and uh, you know that's where they got to make some hay. You know, what do they what do they need to go in those twenty six games in order to to make the play? If they if they could go twenty two and four in those games, think about it. They could they could conceivably do that. Uh, that that would be really good. Uh, they do close out the season with, uh, I believe, a three-game series against the Pirates, which yeah. is also helpful. Uh, you know, going into that last weekend, if if they need to win games, uh, they're certainly winnable games against the Pirates. Yeah, and you know it's going to be nuts, Joe. 60, 60, a 60-game 60 season, there's going to be a lot of teams hanging around, you know, the division lead and those wild-card spots. And uh, – it is really going to be – it's going to be interesting. If, if the season gets this, gets that deep and the virus lets them uh, complete the season, it's going to be fun watching that last week or so. Right. I, I believe that they have a, a slight advantage over the Twins in that there is a stretch of 20 games in a row that the Twins have to play. That's nearly three consecutive weeks without an off day. Uh, that's the most a lot under the, uh, the basic agreement for the Players Association. That's the maximum number of consecutive days you can play games on. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what you're looking at uh, with an advantage there uh, for, for the Indians over the Twins. At some point, maybe they'll get a little tired. Yeah, and, and we'll be able to see that Twins rotation. You know, just, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, Barrios, of course, is the number one guy. Uh, you know, they got Pineda. He's got to still serve part of his uh, – suspension um you've got uh, um who's the guy that that accepted the qualifying offer order uh, yeah order is back uh he's solid and then you got rich hill um uh, kenta maeda and um and uh ken hill maeda and uh, homer bailey so right. that's going to be an interesting test for that rotation just to see you know just how strong it is yeah, you think about it. That's that's you know three four times through that rotation in in, in that many days, uh, they could they could take their lumps. It, 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 
it helps to have the depth that the Indians have certainly as far yeah, as and the, and the twins have some depth too, but right. it's, it's going to, that's, that'll, that'll test anybody, especially after a short spring. And, you know, you're going, every game is, I don't know, doubled in importance almost. Don't you think? I mean, I, especially in those first 15, man, you yeah. can, if, if you're not sharp in those first 15 games, then uh, you're going to have a lot to make up and it's going to be really hard. Well, Joe, I got to ask you your impression of being up there today. What what'd you think? You know, it was it was kind of weird. The press box had the lights; they, they didn't have the lights on for whatever reason, and it just felt like felt like we were intruding. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and it was I, I got sort of like a little bit down. I'm sitting there in about my normal seat. I look up and I can see the empty upper deck, and it was just sort of weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, but it was no different than being there early on a Sunday and watching exactly. them take batting practice or, you know, on a, on any given day when we're there at the park three, four hours early. Uh, so I uh, seeing the different drills that they do uh, for infield outfield stuff. I don't know. That wasn't as unusual, but when they, when they go out there and they take away the batting screen and it's just the, the catcher and the yeah. batter and the pitcher, and, you, you know, uh, for one rotation, they had only infielders. And for one rotation, they had only outfielders. Uh, that was kind of weird. It, it almost looked surreal that, you know, these guys are standing there, nobody else in the park, green seats all over the place. And you could hear every time a ball hit the bleachers in batting practice, the, the loud clunk and the, the reverberations and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was it's, – it's different. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely baseball in a bottle, you know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And uh, I, I'm just going to – I'm anxious to see how these guys perform with that, you know, how, how they perform, you know, with nobody watching, basically. And, and how, you know, after, you know, maybe they're five, six, eight games into this and they're tired and they're sore and you need a little pickup from the, uh, the crowd and it's not there. And, uh, you know, how, you, how they push through this. Uh, one thing that, you know, was going to make a difference this year, maybe may a little bit different – but won't really matter now is the extended netting. I, I noticed that today. Uh, they had the netting extended all the way to the foul or almost all the way to the foul poles in left and right field. Uh, won't make a difference because there won't be any fans. Uh, they also have some added advertising behind home plate. There's like a, a little shelf or a ridge with oh. ads on it uh, that would, if there were fans in those first 10 rows of seats, they wouldn't be able to see the field over these signs. But you know, who knows? It's not like there's going to be fans there during the season. So use as much advertising space as you can, I guess. Yeah, Those that's be, a good point. Yeah. They'll be they'll be in the perfect you know position for TV shots. I also found out that you know when visiting teams come for games, they're gonna they're gonna eat and dress down in the uh, the the corner bar in in down the right field. So on a Friday or Saturday night, you know maybe we'll see them up in the uh, on the patio section of that with the uh, the fire pit going, building a beer pyramid or something, who knows? <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, the fans like to do that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely different. And, and that's a word that a lot of the players and coaches have used so far during their zoom calls different. And, uh, you know, different doesn't mean better or worse. Different just means different. Yeah. Yes. And uh, how they react is going to be very, very telling and interesting. All right, Hoinsey, we'll, uh, We'll check in with you uh, later on today from the, the ballpark and, and see how things are going. And 
Uh, we'll, we'll get back with you on our next edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.